Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Pixel Sift. Each week we go into the world of video games and explore the issues that matter to you. I'm joined for another episode by my co-hosts, Mitch and Scott. Hello. Hey, hey. And in the studio this week we have got the developer of a of a brand new game coming out next week. His yeah, name is yeah. Oscar Britton and the game's World's Fastest Pizza. Say hi, Oscar. Hi. So fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. The world's fastest. The fastest. And also Bath Time Exorcist as well which we'll be talking a little bit about later in the show. Mitch, uh, everyone's been talking about something this week. What yeah, have been talking everyone about? seems to be talking about UWP or Universal Windows Platform this week. And uh, yeah, people are pretty upset about it. So we'll be addressing that. Uh, we'll also be talking about launch day hiccups, games that had issues at launch that could potentially hinder your day one experience. All that and more coming up on episode 23 of Pixel Sift. Did you know Pixel Sift is available on other platforms? You can find previous episodes on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and on the Pixel Sift website. So joining us in the studio this week for uh, our second ever uh, live guest in the studio, we've got Oscar. Is it only our second? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. And almost uh, 10 Sloppy episodes ago. seconds. Yeah, oh. there we go. <laughs> Good second start. comes Good right start. after first. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Britton, and he's just made a new game. Uh, well, have kind of been working on a game for, for a fair while, um, but is just about to release a game called World's Fastest Pizza, uh, and has also worked on a game that has been getting a bit of uh, excitement across the internet um, for the Global Game Jam in 2016, uh, called Bath Time Exorcist, and he did it right here at Murdoch University during that wing. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, you didn't ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of an intro. So, a nice lead-in. Yeah, so, sorry about that. So tell us a little bit about your game and what is it like if, if people are out there in Radio Land and they don't know what it looks like. Um, can you explain a bit how you would play World's Fastest okay. Pizza? So World's Fastest Pizza is it's top-down. People look at screenshots where nothing's happening and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just Hotline Miami, man. What's special about that? But it's it's a lot more like something like Binding of Isaac or um, like Nuclear Throne or something, except that you don't inflict violence on anyone. So the, the idea is you're a pizza man from another planet and you have to deliver pizza. So all the levels like randomize different elements of them and then they take about like two seconds to complete. And yeah, you just delivered pizza basically, and everyone's trying to kill you. So. Are they all completely like random, or do they have like certain set of rules that, that certain things are only going to appear in? Yeah, there, there's a few. Uh, like, yeah, like some levels. Are, like, they, I mean, the game has been 
kind of I've been testing it for so long and giving it out for free on the internet and stuff for so long that I've just been doing it, it's like one giant kind of beta test basically so there's like some levels where I'm like alright just dogs don't work on this level so remove them and, and stuff like that and then other levels I'm like oh this level actually does really well if there's twice as many enemies as there should be at this point in the game but because it's an open space they're less likely you, know, you can get away from them easier so there's a lot of balancing actually that I've done which I didn't realise until the other day I was like going through all the levels make, making sure everything was right and I was like oh, this level has like five times the amount of enemies in it that this other level does but it doesn't feel that doesn't like, feel that hard, way yeah. So, yeah. what I really like about it is like you can one minute you're just it's just okay you park outside and you just walk to the door and job done and then the next minute you're on Mars being chased by crocodiles and missiles but was it Mars or was, was it, it Mars the outback it's just the outback okay. it's a bit well, like well, well, Mars welcome to your country man <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I really like the kind of the fast pacedness of it I guess you don't you, before you even know you're like deep in the game <laughs> uh, I really loved it and like how long uh, both this game came out of the game jams yeah how many people are involved in the actual in initial world's fastest pizza uh, yeah I mean let's start with that one yeah wait sorry what was it? wait were you wait, asking how many people up? Yeah, it, yeah the initial idea how many people were involved was in it world's just yourself pizza yeah it was, I was um, I was house sitting my parents house they'd gone away for a week and um, me and my brother were just sitting around and I was like you know what someone should make a game about delivering pizza that was basically it and I, I had a were you waiting for a pizza we might have been waiting for a pizza actually <laughs> Just I watched it I don't know if you've seen Fat Pizza have you seen Fat yeah, Pizza I'm, yeah I'm very we were all, we're all on board with Fat Pizza <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah I, I think I might have watched that and been like that would make a really good game because I I kind of had this idea for ages of making a game that like was episodic but not in its delivery of like oh every couple of months you get an episode or something but like the idea of an episodic game that just generates an episode every time you play it and then you play that episode and then be like oh that's enough I'm going to bed or whatever yeah, so the so um, the yeah so the level design seems very chaotic are they so are they randomly generated or are they Bit, you design each level yeah okay. so each level was yeah like I, I've designed like each level there's a couple that actually do randomly generate so there's like a very very basic algorithm that like means that there's like an end point and stuff but um yeah most of them just have like things like certain cars and like objects will go in certain places the types of enemies randomize like somewhat um the location that you've got to deliver the pizza to changes but part of and this sounds like the the worst idea ever but actually part of like getting better at the game is actually memorizing some of the levels okay um but they're so it's not it's well, not it's like, a oh, speed I'm, running game basically isn't it <laughs> yeah basically yeah I, yeah i beat it in like three minutes the other day nice. <laughs> well i feel like that kind of um like memorizing tactics and stuff is really um part of that whole retro styling like a lot of those old games the way that you beat them was to you know memorize you know when to jump and when to whatever yeah i think like it's part what of the I don't, what i don't like about those though is memorizing like oh there's an enemy that there's no way that i could physically have like i've got to die to this enemy first before i can beat it and i hate that mm. like i hate memorizing like in Mega Man. like i've always hated like oh, i know the bees are coming at this there's the bees and then i know where they come from and then you shoot them it's like that's not fun but with world's fastest pitch i'm like all right you're going to memorize the layout of the map and then you're going to memorize like which parts have changed like since last time you were there and you're like oh this car wasn't there last time so like cars will like block off certain parts and things so you've got to like memorize that kind of thing and then 
the thing that will always be different is just like all the enemies so you might get there one time and it'll be like dogs and you just have like packs of dogs chasing you another time it'll be you know rocket launcher guys chasing you that's really great because like unlike some of those retro games it's probably got a lot more legs yeah uh, and, and, and as far as keeping people interested one of the coolest things i reckon about it is that it's got such an australian flavor to it some people <laughs> some people have called it a culturally relevant sort of game um but yeah i mean it has got a real australian sort of like it's got that flavor australian to it. joke yeah. to it yeah. basically and i think for a lot of games that get made people don't really you know they're trying to make a game that would be you know big on a world stage and kind of applicable to everyone but it's nice that you've got some nice sort of culturally specific local wa sort of things there, in it. there was something actually today i was going through the the finalizing some of the steam page stuff and i had in like the description i'm like oh you'll be chased by you know rednecks or something i'm like I've never use the word redneck and i was thinking i was like but no one's gonna know what a bogan is yeah so <laughs> to like you've got australia and new zealand that know what bogans yeah, are. yeah i had basically. to make this call i'm like if i'm like you're chased by bogans people are like is that some kind of mythical creature yeah. I think if an American audience would interpret that as like a different kind of yeah, it's a enemy different entirely. Maybe you could have like region specific releases. Yeah. I guess yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe you put like a bunyip in there or something like that. Yeah. Like, but that's gonna be more confusing for them. <laughs> yeah, like you know, bunyip's Australian too. Yeah, they are. So right, did, when you designed it though, did you put it in specifically because you wanted to have those Australian elements, or is that just what happened when you were making it? It's it's kind of funny. Like initially, it was yeah, I was like, oh, fat pizza's pretty great, and I just kind of like tried to get as much of that in there because yeah. that's basically what it was. Is this little game jam thing where I tried to do that, but then I actually made it just sort of just wacky non-specific and I was like oh yeah but it's set in Australia like you just say that because it's kind of a lot of the levels could be anywhere you know mm. but then um, kind of as, as I, I went along I realised like there was like one point there was like a power up that you got which was just a monkey follows you around and I was like ah, it's so great everyone likes monkeys and then I was like wait a minute what am I doing i make it a koala bear that's yeah. like the best thing ever and then like i'm, Get in not, on that joking. I'm not joking i i updated the, the build changed the sprite to like a little koala sprite every let's player that like played it from then on would like do the same thing where they'd just be like oh sweet i got a koala i'd try and do an american it's like oh sweet i got a koala bear that's so amazing and and then the koala like would die or something they'd be like no and they'd name it they always named it like Steve the koala or something they'd be like Steve no and then they'd do like a flashback with like the piano song the sad music they'd be like Steve and like every one of them did it and I was like that's there you awesome go. That's about, and it was like yeah. I, I put it in there I was like I bet they all do this yeah. <laughs> they all did it it was just great just gotta get on the old cultural uh, money bag there but it's kind of funny like... because you're like it. the monkey looked more like a monkey it's top down so things are kind of hard to draw mm. the monkey looked probably better and I, I just like monkeys as well more than I like I've never even seen a koala bear and I was like you know what like koala bear like people like them <laughs> like, but I, th- I think that just that kind of consideration is a part of the appeal of the game like it's yeah, it's simplicity but done really really well like even uh, you know going next door to the cop station they're constantly updating you know the wanted sign and stuff like that it, now little, targeting. you know little, little bits of like that that really kind of increase the uh, the appeal of the game there's a spot right outside of like Dunsborough Margaret River where they always have one of those signs and yeah. that immediately yeah. what I thought of when I saw <laughs> <laughs> that side of like this takes me straight there. Look, that's, um, that's another joke from from 
Fat Pizza. It actually. is. Yeah, I just stole it yeah. straight from Fat Pizza. Um, you can check out Oscar's game. It's at worldsfastestpizza.com. It comes out on Steam on the 15th of March, and we've actually got a couple of copies to give away uh, that you can get just for entering our competition. Basically, you just need to visit pixelsift.com.au forward slash pizza. Um, you can also get it by retweeting or sharing our post on Facebook and basically telling us about what your, your ideal or perfect pizza is. Um, we will announce the winners for that in next week's show. Nice. Visit us on pixelsift.com.au. Universal Windows platform. Some of the biggest developers oh. in the world have been talking about this, uh, causing a bit of a fuss about this particular thing. Uh, we are going to have a little bit of a chat about what it is and why people might be getting a bit upset about this particular thing uh, and what it would mean for people who play games on computer, potentially like people who want to install games like World's Fastest Pizza. So if you were to take advantage of UWA, what would you put in World's Fastest Pizza? UWP. UWP. Oh, yeah. sorry. I've had something, I've had something different written here. That's and okay. UWA yeah, is the Universal Windows app. So that's what yeah. you would download from the UWP. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. And it confused me because I go to... I was confused. Yeah, I've got another referencing here. So what, what would you put in World's Fastest Pizza? What do you think? Would I put it on the yeah. Universal Windows platform? I mean... Sure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Tim... Tim Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. He's he, pretty against it. Yeah. and <laughs> Understandably so. Understandably, and it's... Yeah, I, I kind of saw that, and I was like, wow, he's gotten, he's come out swinging. And I was like, you know, this is kind of like how environmentalists come out, and they're like, we need to stop climate change, because in 100 years, we could have, you know, five degrees of of climate change and it's like and that will be huge it hasn't happened yet and you're like well but a nip it and, in and, and people yeah and it's like yeah yeah you don't want to but, but with video games and technology we always seem to like yeah, his article let it get bad and then yeah, yeah. I mean his article's really well written and he makes a lot of good points and and, and he, he does kind of credit Microsoft at points by saying you know like they can have their own app store and they tried to approach him about you know this and that but at the end of the day you know, monopolizing of any market's not great. Well, the big, I guess the big criticism that we probably haven't cl- clarified really here is that this new platform that Microsoft wants to bring in means that uh, certain features may be withheld from apps if they don't include them in, or apps and programs if they don't include this particular framework. But the requirement at the moment is that they have to be distributed through the Windows store, well, which comes through Windows 10. And it means stores like uh, Steam or going on to uh, other websites like Itch.io, for example, or any of the other ones means that if someone tries to install an app from there, you're either going to miss out on the features or it's going to throw up a thing saying this is an unrecognized developer and we don't know if this can be trusted or not. So, you know, that stops people from from buying things. And and it's going to hurt people who make small, low-level games who don't have the huge amount of money behind them to put it onto these big stores. Yeah, I would like to know exactly what these features are because let's say if... Like it's a feature that's only specific to the Microsoft app users. Mm. The the person that just plays Steam games probably may not even care because they might be specific features that only benefit the person that is really invested in the infrastructure of Microsoft. Yeah. And they the person that's been using Steam their whole life may not care because and those features don't matter to them. It could also be so at the moment it means that some of these apps, for example, I think Tomb Raider is one of the ones you can play on that. Quantum Break, which is going to be coming out soon, but they've got very limited level access to other bits in, in your software. So that means you can't use lots of the extra graphics drivers and all those sort of right. things. Right. But okay. I mean they could flip that situation and say that only things that are running through the Windows store can have access to hardware acceleration and all this sort of stuff. 
up. So that means that if you don't go through them and take a 30% cut of, or, you know, they have to pay a 30% cut to Microsoft in order to sell it on so, that store, you could lose out. So. But at the end of the day, like, are we looking at things like, for example, console-specific content, for example? Like, I know a lot of things on Destiny, for example, like, as just one thing I know of, a lot of things on Destiny can't be accessed by Xbox users. So is that something that, I mean, is it just shifting the argument to a different infrastructure or well, like environment I guess that's the big argument Apple already does this they exactly, have a store yeah. um, called the App Store and they basically sign developers in terms of um, you know putting stuff out there and the whole idea is that you know people don't put dodgy programs on there to you know lose you know lose access to your computer or corrupt things or crypto lockers and all that, that sort of stuff that's part of the problem though like PC are kind of you know a little bit more open you can you've got a lot more choices you've got a, little bit, a lot more options in, in everything in every facet of I guess computering and gaming etc and I think this just kind of is taking a little bit of options and power away from people. Isn't that sort of one of the defining factors of Windows is that it's not Mac? That's like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like, great, be... great. It's open. I can do whatever I want with my content. And, and that's the big argument things. that people make for like the PC master race, basically, that if you're playing yeah. on something like a console, for example, you have to kind of accept the certain compromises. Yeah. Does everyone... Sorry, I just interrupted yeah. you. But do, do, I, it's kind of funny. Like, it, it seems like this is... Because the people who are getting most upset about this are obviously in the gaming industry. Mm. Um, But it is something that they obviously want to roll out to everything, not just games. And everyone in the gaming industry seems to have some major, like, long-term memory problems because like does everyone remember games for windows where they did yeah. like the same thing and it sucked and it went away really quickly like it's not going to catch on and it'll just go away and then they did the same thing happen like they'll, they'll pull an xbox one the x-bone remember yeah oh yeah it's pretty much closed it's always online it's got to connect and then a week later oh no one liked it yeah oh okay no it goes away and it just became a normal console but that's so, pretty I much think it i think sorry yeah like that's it people are going to be putting their opposition out there now so that they can, exactly as you said earlier with the whole climate change thing, is that you want to try and cut it as quickly as you possible and get this conversation happening so that these unpopular think, decisions yeah, don't quite make it Exactly. Across. It's just the same shit repackaged, you know, like uh, for people to kind of take notice of it, it needs to be brought to the attention that this is the same thing and what they're trying to, doing, trying to do is the same thing they tried to do before. Yeah. And it's so not like, like, But the thing is, if they nail it, right, if they do it really well and it's a better experience for people, then most people aren't going to care. But it's going to be, it's going to, like, you know, if it's a seamless experience like putting a disc in your Xbox is effectively now, then most people aren't going to care whether it's all the background and stuff yeah. and where they get it from. But, I mean, for us, I know in Australia, it's always difficult when you've got lockdown on particular stores. You know, there are, you know, price considerations that certain stores have for Australia. Steam, for example, has some games which are much more expensive in Australia if you buy through there digitally. And if you only have one store that you can buy things through, well, you're just stuck with whatever price you've got. So, you know, there are arguments for both and it is something we need to... I think, like, also in regards to Steam, I remember people talking about Steam when it first came out and people were up in arms. They didn't like it. They thought, like, oh, Steam's going to, like, lock us out of our games and, like, not allow us to have our games on multiple machines. Invalidate my discs. Yeah, and and we'll just invalidate the discs. And no one liked that either. And now everyone uses that. So... Yeah, it's because that was a well-executed kind of you know idea, and they haven't gone then you know they haven't gone in a uh, monopolistic, money-hungry way. But you know Microsoft hasn't the best reputation as far as this thing is concerned, and I wouldn't be trusting them with my stuff. You know the digital age has gifted us with all this kind of you know 
peer-to-peer stuff and you know uh, direct contact with developers and whatever and like I feel like Microsoft's trying to kind of squash that a little bit and take a bit of away from it. It, 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 it just comes across as so cynical. Like when Valve does it, you come, they're like, "Why?" I mean, when Steam came out, it was only for Valve products, right? Yes. Initially, yeah. and everyone was just like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure, do what you want, guys. We have to. I have to install some client to to run your games. I don't care." And then Valve eventually, Valve didn't have a monopoly on anything. They didn't distribute anything at that point. They just Other made their games. own stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. So they just came out, and then they just attracted people to that by making it good. Whereas this universal Windows thing is, well, if you've got a Mac, you've already got a closed system, so don't worry about it. If and if you have a Windows computer, then you've only got that choice. So deal with mm. it. <laughs> well, and then I mean, and people won't deal with it, and yeah. they'll be up in arms, and it'll go away. I mean, that's the thing as well that actually came out with the Mac. So they bring out the App Store, and then they developed another way that re- developers can register with a particular key, and you can sign all your things like that as long as that key is fine. And then eventually they can revoke those keys if there's a you know a hacked version of it. We had something very recently where there was like crypto lockers on on a Mac, and they just revoked the developer's key, and that was fine. And I think that's what the idea is. It's a safe thing but you know we'll have to see how it goes and but i guess it's been 30 years yeah. of windows building up firstly building up a brand of oh my god we're so much better than apple because it's so open yeah and it's been 30 years of people being like you know what we've worked so many systems of getting around viruses getting around hackers getting around dodgy programs there's no yeah <laughs> you're trying to solve something that everyone was kind of like oh yeah well don't, I, don't break don't, it if it's don't, not yeah, yeah don't, don't fix it, if it's not broke. it. Like, yeah, exactly right it's not a problem for anyone you just want to make some money like We'll definitely see how this goes down the track. I'm pretty sure we'll see something, you know, maybe a, a change of the policy or something like that in, in the coming weeks. I'm sure they're going to modify it. Yeah. yeah it's that's not, not this same. is not how it will be. <laughs> we have not heard uh, yeah. the last of this, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Episode jump. 24, a pixel sift. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've yeah. regressed it all. Let's yeah. uh, jump into our next segment. <laughs> That's right, you're listening to Pixel Sift. You might be watching us online. We have a Twitch channel, which is Pixel Sift. Oh, it's twitch.tv slash Pixel Sift. Yeah. Uh, I always do that around the wrong way. Um, Right now, we are going to be talking a bit about some of the hiccups that come out when you launch a new game and when they go out into the world and the unexpected consequences of not properly thinking everything through. Um, We fired up The Division, which came out earlier in the week, and there was an unfortunate... I, I guess it's a bug, but it's a bad sort of design decision where there well, was... Is it a bug? Hang on. Just let's say what it is. Sorry. Yeah. It's not really a bug. Yeah. I think they just didn't really consider what the... No one knows what it is yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Them. But anyway, in order to progress it's... through the game, you start the game, play for about sort of maybe five minutes. And then in order to progress further than that, you all, every person who's in a multiplayer world, so you're all in like a little server on your own, and everyone can run into each other as yeah, well. So they, they so there's a collision s- between players. Yeah. You all have to line up for one laptop. And uh, <laughs> if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't make it to that laptop, then you can wait, uh, as I did, up to 30 minutes. You waited 30 minutes. Yeah, I, and I logged out. I restarted the PlayStation. I did many things to try to get this working, and it just absolutely didn't work. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of really hindered a lot of my experience of the actual game. Cause after another, t- another thing I kept seeing is, like, GIFs of... Because doorways can only fit one character, and because there's collision... 
a character can literally put in a doorway and they can't and they, other people can't access that room people are trapped in that room yeah just and that's exactly that room yeah. as well that you go into yes. it's a one entrance room and uh, nobody can even shoot in each other because it's like a safe zone as yeah. well so you can't kill everyone just to get turn out off the way. safe zone do, do you yeah. guys remember that I think it was Age of Conan where the guy was just on a bridge with a horse and every time someone tried to get across the bridge the ho- he just bucked the horse and kicked him off and they died do you guys remember that <laughs> no. oh my god everyone listening go on YouTube and find that video it's like horse bucking Age of Conan. I think yeah. it was Age of Conan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like everyone laughed at that and then Ubisoft did it like 10 years later and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just the grieving of well, in video games. Yeah, I mean, one of the big criticisms of this was that The Division is a big high-profile game. They With had two many... two betas. Yeah, many betas. Mm. Yeah, two different betas that they had, but they didn't actually test this particular bit when people were playing the game. I mean, surely they should just get like a, 20 people to fire up the game at once and try start the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of other examples of, of this. Diablo 3, when it came out, had the... Error uh, 37. Fabled Error 37, where it basically you couldn't load into the only, you know, the online-only game effectively. Um, and that was the big, one of the big criticisms that came out when they said, oh, yeah, it's only going to be online. There's going to be no single-player component to it, and then no one could access the game because the online component fell over. I mean, a- same thing happened with that 2013 release of SimCity. Um, we had uh, Drive Club was another big one, uh, like a driving game basically launched as like an online kind of thing, and they, had, they were really good. They had great scaf- graphics and whatever, but it was so bad. The service went down for like three days when it launched. I mean, Sony pulled their like PS Plus marketing for it, which was pretty heavy up until that point uh, it was a bit of a crash ha, pun also, intended no. <laughs> also Master Chief Collection that had uh, yeah the issues. multiplayer and that yeah. was basically completely broken apparently it was unplayable I, I didn't get a chance to experience it myself it's but I've just heard a lot of stories I mean, I don't want to rag it out because I know you, you love it so much, but Destiny, I mean, uh, it had the lack of content to start off with yeah. uh, as well as the network problems it had. And also, you know, um, that was sort of caused by the you know, DDoS attacks by Lizard Squad, but still hiccups nonetheless. Yep. I was wondering if these games are just way too Big complex. for themselves? Oh, th- no, they're just like, that's just something you can't do, guys. You just can't have a game that big and complex and technically amazing because it never bloody works <laughs> like, so what have you planned out for the launch of uh, World's Fastest Pizza this week uh, it's just a, it's an executable and you download it off Steam <laughs> yeah I guess you haven't got there's no multiplayer aspect to it no, as well there's, so there's nothing, it's pretty it's, I think it's usually multiplayer that's yeah. the kind of the bit no, that falls is, over for people all, all the games we've mentioned I think mm. I, I'll, I'll take back what I said about Master Chief Collection I think the single player was fine I think <clears> local local co-op was fine but as soon as you brought it onto a network and tried to play it between to geographical locations it just broke you're, abs- so, you're absolutely right I mean the, the Destiny problem was that um, Street Fighter 5 had server collapses just like last month or something when it was launching uh, GTA Online was a huge one oh. I didn't get gone to play that for like days after I wanted but you're right they're all they're all network issues and the biggest issue of all these games is that they're too popular I mean I think is that really a problem like no it's, yes. it's not but, but well it, it only <laughs> becomes a problem when you don't uh, you know supply the people what they want it's a supply well, and demand thing and there's too to much make. demand and not of supply. So, so what you're saying is that they market these games too much. Well, too many people buy Too many them. people want them. And too many I keep they seeing s- ads for the division around. I'm like, guys, you're going to run into I server issues. <laughs> right? Like and they, they did. Should, they should be like a marketing, uh, you know, server. A sliding scale. Sli- scale. But, but yeah. also like with something like the Master Chief Collection or like GTA Online, um, those had substantial single player campaigns. That's that true. You, at least you got that. I yeah. mean, that's not nothing, but like... No, no, I, yeah, but like I, the, I agree. The division, I, I right? Entirely, or yeah. the division or um, Street Fighter. Like, Street Fighter just 
it's a menu that's it yeah. without it it's a menu like yeah. you can't do anything and that's not acceptable especially I mean now you can get steam refunds I guess so you can mm. do that but it does make a difference yeah, yeah, I mean, these games, they, so many of these big high-profile games can't launch without a multiplayer component, but you don't know if you're doing the stress test of the thing for buying it out you know, on the day one. And they put so much incentive into people buying you know, within the launch week and pre-ordering, and you know, people don't get what they pay for sometimes. And yeah, it can be really frustrating, especially if you have only got limited time to play games and you'd lined up one day to play it. Um, it just you can't play it so it seems the issue is server technology yeah right? I mean Assassin's Creed uh, Unity had a big heaps of failures as well that wasn't related to servers but yeah oh besides yeah. that all Mostly, network problems yeah and they, the thing is those are expensive things to, to run if you want to run a bunch of servers they, they cost money and if you don't have that money put aside and ready to kind of scale up as, as demand needs it then you know it's the first thing that falls over I don't think people are very quick to jump online and say that things aren't working yeah but there's oh, no, no oh, excuse for yeah. AAA games though and ones that are marketed so heavily I, I don't yeah. feel like they, they should they would have some kind of idea I, I'm willing to make a concession for GTA Online because I think that GTA 5 was such a polished game. I, f- I feel like they wouldn't... Like, I'm going to say Ubisoft, whenever one of their products doesn't work, yeah, well, Ubisoft sucks. That's why. <laughs> Straight up. Call them out. I am calling them out. Yeah, they do suck. Come on, their games never work. Like, and anything at- that relies on their Uplay service as well. Anything. Oh, yeah. Uplay sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> I oh, To this date, I've never been able to play online Far Cry 4. Just can't oh, connect yeah. to Uplay just for some work. reason just doesn't work and yeah like I'm you know the Microsoft one they probably suck as well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously it like it, like most of these things like you look at them and you're like no they probably just push this out because these games have to come out on a date Assassin's Creed has to come out every year you've got exactly 365 days you have to do it in that month you can't even push it back things like that like, otherwise I, you miss your launch window yeah, like then. Uncharted 4 right? I don't know but it, we can let's 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 call that like a um, like a like a yardstick if Uncharted 4 comes out and the multiplayer is fine it's like right all these companies are just lazy and greedy seriously yeah fair like Very. and and I'm only willing to give GTA and and Rockstar and Take 2 like a concession on that because, because it is primarily a single player it's a game primarily a single player game and yeah. they also um they that game was how many years it was like five or six years before between the previous the one i think yeah. it was like all right yeah, get, quite a you while. know take your time probably we're right. just like doing it and it just didn't work for some reason There's also also, th- also when i first played that game it was great because no one knew how it worked right and when i first logged into gta online like i made my character and then the guy i just went go into the world and he literally just dropped like t- 20 feet from the air naked like at the Vinewood sign and he just fell down like Mr. Bean right and he just dusted himself off and then I just went and played and I just missed the intro intro I had to like watch it on YouTube later like that's what happened that was my GTA experience that's so. a good way to start it off yeah which is better than the actual intro yeah. <laughs> like, launch tick basically yeah there's going to be plenty more of examples of uh, launch day hiccups and road bumps so. in the future we're definitely not the last thing we're ever going to see of this particular one Oscar thank you very much for joining us cheers in the studio this week Uh, as we mentioned before you can jump onto worldsfastestpizza.com to check out his game it comes out on the 15th of March on Steam and Itch.io Uh, we're giving away a couple of copies as well go to pixelsift.com.au box here oh yeah yeah. have a look show that off for there the, we go. Uh, the video stream. If you're checking on that, you can have a look Zeta at it. Zeta Giga Drive. <laughs> inside that is just a code, right? Yeah. Inside, <laughs> inside that, actually. Might be like is there anything in Sonic it? the Hedgehog 2, actually. Oh, no, no, there's nothing. Same <laughs> 
jump on over to pixelsift.com.au slash pizza if you want to enter that competition. Also, check out our social media, which is Mitch. Yes, yeah, the social media. Uh-huh. Yes, right. <laughs> um, yes, it's facebook.com forward slash pixelsift, twitter.com forward slash pixelsift, twitch.tv forward slash pixelsift, and youtube.com forward slash pixelsift. AU. And that's where you can watch all of our video episodes on there. Um, but check it out because we put all the stuff on there. Scott, if people want to listen to our previous episodes, where are they going to head to? You can go to our brand new website to stream episodes. Subscribe as a podcast either on iTunes, Pocket Cast, or use the RSS link on our page. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We will see you guys again next week. Peace out. See ya. If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 